what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to episode nine, volume one of Big Fan. My name is Chad East. I'm an not a big fan. Yes, I think I'm going opposite today. I am not a big fan of hurricanes. Nobody likes hurricanes. Florida State turnover backpack. Have you seen this? It's terrible. <laughs> turnover and backpack? You know how last year Miami Hurricanes had the turnover chain? Yes. The Florida State Seminoles brought up backpack into the mix it looks like a little it looks like a man purse and they wear it around on the sidelines if they get a turnover and that's why their team sucks it's because they have a turnover backpack awful it's terrible and meteorologists who don't know what the f- bleep they're talking about because so far they don't have a clue anti 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 big fan, fan. i like it. that but How i about you i on the other hand i'm hank heimer and i am a big fan sunday brunch late night serenades scrumptious Hurricanes in a glass. Oh, well I love that hurricane. Well done. What is the limit of hurricanes in a glass you can uh, partake before? I don't know, but I've been, out? I've been to New Orleans twice, and the hurricane and the hand grenade are both you know the drinks of choice. Yes, and <laughs> they'll bust you up. Have you ever heard the, or remember the story of? One of our friends who went down to New Orleans for a big bowl game. Big bowl I game. I mean, this is like a dream trip. His team versus a, his step, not stepbrother, his brother-in-law's team. Yeah. They planned it New Year's Day, blah, blah, blah. Gets to New Orleans. Goes to the bar first. Too many hurricanes. Sleeps through the game. Yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> Got hurricaned. Oh, got wow. hurricane! That's one of the best stories. Did he, so? Did he make even an effort to get up to go, or did he? Was he was just like no, comatose? I, I, I think he puked everywhere. I think oh. he was in bad news, and it wasn't even. It wasn't like it was him and his buddy. His father-in-law <laughs> was with him. That's right, right. Come on, buddy, get up! It's time for the game. Blood. <laughs> his father-in-law would probably. Uh, picked up the tab for the hotel room and all this great stuff, and he just had to lay lay in the lay in the bed, incredible on television. Good work, way to go, fella. Um, we come to you live September twelfth. Yep. Um, a lot of stuff going on today, Hank. Let's talk about before we move on to what's going on now in our world, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was September eleventh, the sacred day for our right. nation, for sure, and. Um, don't want to spend too much time, but I did want to tell you this story. I don't know if I've ever told you this story before about um, I have a buddy who lives in New York and actually was in one of the towers on the actual September 11th. He was there. And so every September 11th, all my buddies, we got on our email chain and we 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 talk. We even get on the phone some and we'll communicate. And even if it's just for a minute, say, hey, I'm glad you're still around. You know, thinking of you on this day because that day has special meaning for him. Sure. So – Briefly, uh, he was in the second tower, and so on the 112th floor or something like that. So when the first plane hit, 
um, nobody knew what was going on. It's chaos, just absolute chaos. Right. And so his boss, he worked on that floor with maybe 30 employees in an office. And he, he says he'll never forget his manager saying, all right, guys, everything's going to be cool. Y'all just y'all stay here. It's going to be fine. Nobody really knows what's happening. But the safest thing for us to do is stay right here. Oh. And, you know, and half of the people basically said, yes, Mr. Manager will stay. The other half, including my friend, said, we're out of here. We're we out. Gone. And so he starts running downstairs the stairs. He's 100. 12, 110, whatever the story is, he's up there. He starts running down the stairs, you know, passing people left and right, and it's chaos. People are pushing and yeah. falling down, and, yeah. and it's like life or death. Right. So he says he doesn't remember if it took him 20 minutes. It took him – he doesn't remember the timing of anything, but he got down to the ground, to the floor, and flung open the doors, or maybe they were already open, but just himself, just flinging maybe himself out, and just started running, right, running, not stopping, not thinking, just running. He ran for about a mile and a half, and then he stopped, and he looked down, and he had run out of his shoes, he didn't have his shoes on anymore, his shirt was basically halfway off, and he turned around and looked, and then he could see the towers, and they were crumped, they were on fire, and people leaping for their lives. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. But so we talk about that every September 11th, you know, Hey man, thinking of you, I'm glad you're here. Um, and he gets together with the people that survived in his office. He hasn't, you know, they all moved to different jobs and different. Does he live in New York? He still lives in New York, but they, the people that are still in New York will get together and eat dinner the September 11th Eve and just be together. Whew. You know, what would you have done? I mean, would you have bolted or would you have stayed? I think I would have run. I think I would have left. Like I don't he know, did. man. I would. I mean, I don't know. That's that is amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing story. Oh, it's I mean, just unbelievable. Thinking about how close you could have been to to dying um, yeah. like that is amazing. And you know, the lucky for him, he had the ability to get out of the building. You know, the, the individuals that were north of that were making phone calls and telling their yeah. their spouses and kids that they loved him. Yeah, we're not making it out of here. Yeah, so. Uh, Anyway, this Frank Mistero, if you're listening, which I think you do listen to our podcast, he's our one New York listener that we have. Uh, hey, buddy, glad you're around. Hey, I don't know you, but I, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking a lot about you, buddy. Yeah, all right. Well, very good. And also, let's think about on this day after September 11th, all the people that sacrificed their lives, yep. uh, the first responders, you know, my goodness, the firefighters, the police officers, everybody that ran right in there. Not even thinking about themselves, but thinking about trying to save someone else. Right. So here goes, this one goes out to them. Thank you. Thank you. You know, on that same note, I was talking to my little boy about it the other day. We were talking about soldiers. Yes. Um, uh, I was talking about like going up to soldiers and telling them, thank you. You know, Mm -hmm. you should do that. And he was asking me just a little bit about it. And I, I, I hit a point with him. I feel like I told him, I was like, when somebody's shooting at you, what is your instinct? Run. Run. Right. These guys run to it, run towards it right. to protect you. They run towards people shooting at yes. them. What kind, of, what kind of man is that? At least deserves to say, have somebody say thank you. And you know it makes their day, too. Like if I'm in an airport and I see someone in a uniform, I always do it. I make sure my girls are watching when I do it. I make sure they're right there and they do the same they thing. They do the same thing. And so uh, it makes – their day and yeah. you know i mean just that small gesture of thank you for your service thank sure. you for everything that you do that 
goes a long way. And it does. Yeah. It does. So thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Okay. Now on to what is going on presently in our world, Hank. And it's scary. Hurricane Florence. Yes. The name is not scary. No. But what she may bring is scary. Let's talk about this. So from what I've heard and coming to you at a 313 on a Wednesday, September 12th, she's supposed to make landfall on Friday, I hear. Is that right? I think it's been delayed a little bit. It's been delayed. I think it's okay. going to be uh, Saturday evening. Wow, that's yeah. a big delay. See, these meteorologists, they really don't know what the bleep they're talking they about. They don't know anything. Yeah. But it's slowed down, consider, and it's changed paths a little bit. Yeah, so oh. tell me what the latest that you've heard. Well, I've heard that it's going to hit late Saturday evening, right, and uh, early Sunday morning, and it was on a path to kind of go straight at Raleigh, like yes. I straight on Raleigh. Boom. Boom, destruction, yep. Right? Well, then it turned a little bit and looked like it was going to hammer Hickory. Yeah. Right? Now it's turned even further down, and it looks like it's going to come in South Carolina side mm-hmm. and really take the northern part of South Carolina, or really middle of South Carolina. Little Georgia's Georgia is going to get it, and our area will get some of it, but it's at least not the eye okay. pounding us. Wow. Because so. they, and they're also saying that it should um, uh, lose some speed Strength. once it gets in here and so you know you're not looking at the 140 mile an hour winds that they're catching right now we'll look at you know 30 and 40 mile an hour. were you alive you were alive when hugo came through, seventh right? grade you were seventh grade and, i mean were you alive i was alive i mean i, I meant what grade many christmas what, that was the dumbest thing i've ever heard i didn't mean a lot i meant like what grade <laughs> look at Moose in there he's dying he's dying of course i was alive what grade were you you couldn't have been in seventh i think we were in seventh grade no, thought, no, no. Know, what did 89 I thought I was in. It was yeah. Okay, I was in high school, and I would have been in like ninth grade. Hey, right? You need to get. The, I thought you were significantly younger than I. Three years. Okay, well that would make seventh grade, ninth grade. Okay, I, for some reason I thought you were. Hey, you know I'm in this band with all these really young people. I yeah. just assume everybody's like 28, 30 years old, sure. not 44 like me. Sure. But anyway, do you remember what? What do you remember of the that? Day, I remember waking up. Event. I yeah. remember waking up, looking out my my bedroom, faced the back of the house, right. and looking out in the back lot, and there were the trees were just going back and forth like nothing. Yeah. You know, they were going back and forth. I also remember we lived in an older an older home, and uh, it didn't have like the double pane windows; just had single pane windows. I remember putting my hand against the window and feeling oh, it move. Wow! Right. Parents didn't tell me to get downstairs. Didn't tell me nothing. They're like, just yeah, just get back come out of the window. Let the glass break on you and scratch get you up. Get back to bed, boy. Get back <laughs> to bed. Um, but then I remember, you know, staying in the house. Uh, then when the aftermath hit, walking down to Lake Hickory Country Club's golf course yeah. and walking it, whoo, looked like matchsticks. Destruction down there. How about you? So I was like I mentioned, I think ninth grade, and my mom. We so I lived in Bethlehem and uh, right near the lake. And downstairs, my mom and dad's room, if when you open the windows, we had a pool. And so there was like these two sliding glass doors, and the pool was right out there. And so my dad got us up early. I remember it being kind of early in the morning, right? Like yeah. school, going to school time. It but was school. It was school time. So we went downstairs, and he said, all right, let's all stay down here in this room. And he pulled the curtains back or whatever the sliding glass door was. And the water from the pool, the wind was getting it, and it was just blasting against the window. I was like, what? And the trees bending left and right. And so we sat. Well, I don't think we even like spoke a word. We just all kind of just watched the power of this thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I was also in another hurricane, and I want to say it was the one. It hit Raleigh really bad in 96, and that might have been. Andrew? Or maybe Fran. Okay. Does that sound Fran? Yeah. So this was a great story that my buddies and I were just talking about when they heard the – because, you know, Raleigh was going to get decimated by this one and now the past turn, as you said. Well, so what we did for Fran is we went to this bar in Raleigh, and it was towards the – I think – I don't remember the timing of it. Maybe similar to the timing now, September, October, where there was a bar we'd always go to. It was called Caparels, and it was right on um, Hillsborough Street, and that's the bar that everybody would go to. Well, everything was closed but the only place that was open was still Caparel. So we all met there, and uh, the bar owner was like, hey, y'all can stay here, but just remember at 2 o'clock we got to close. Make sure you can get home because this hurricane is probably going to get bad. At this point, it was just raining. This is probably 6 o'clock in the evening, just a little rain. Well, the winds pick up about 1 o'clock in the morning, and you know we got hammered. I mean, it's tons yeah. of us. We're all hammered in college, you know, and so – couple cabs were running. The rest of us basically had to walk. So we're walking home, and the wind is so ferocious. Like, it is blowing you down the street. And so, you know, we take our shirts off and, ah, you can't beat me. Like at Forrest Gump, we're yeah. acting like a fool, like Lieutenant Dan. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I strongly remember that, uh, that happening because it was the stupidest thing that we could do. Like power lines are falling, yeah. trees are falling, and we're walking home in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, I mean, luckily it was less than a mile, but still, in a mile's time, a lot of things can happen at 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of a hurricane. Sure, mailbox get ripped off, smack you in the face. Absolutely. I, I was at Elon at that time, yeah. and I remember it coming through. And you know what's the funny thing, man? It, it, isn't it great college man heck now natural disasters you're like i better have some beer i better have some beer in my house first thing that you think about you better yeah you better i've been to the abc store twice <laughs> twice in the last two days oh hey you gotta make sure you gotta stock, stock up. up yeah you get home and you're like oh i forgot this i gotta go back no titos yep going back so um anyway i do pray for everyone's safety and you know it's hopefully won't be as bad as they're predicting but be ready in case. I, would, I didn't want to share this with you. So our friend Frank Young, you know yep. Frank, yep. good buddy of ours. Well, and you know Brock Long, he's the FEMA director. He's from Newton Conover. He, uh, great dude. We right. see him. His kids went to my or my kids' school and all this stuff, and now he lives in D.C. Good dude. Uh, anyway, he and Frank still keep in touch with each other very often, and he called Frank yesterday and left one of those audio messages on his phone and said, hey. You mean a voicemail? Boy, no, it's one of those Voxers oh, or oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he said, hey, just tell all the homies in North Carolina and Hickory that I've been watching storms for 15, 20 years and watching the past of storms. My team and I have never seen a storm form like this. He said, this is, quote, his words, it will rearrange the coast of North Carolina. It will never be the same. Wow. Yes. This was before the path changed, but this was too uh, – Yesterday morning. Also, at the end of the <clears throat> message, he said, and for you guys in the inner parts of North Carolina, Hickory and High Point and Greensboro and Charlotte, he said, if this thing settles in like we think it's going to be, it'd be 72 hours of torrential rain, pretty bad wind, not crazy wind, but the chances of flooding are 100%. Significant. Yeah. Signi you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the loss of power. You're going to probably lose power 72 Hours of rain, straight rain. So he said, y'all just get ready. He said, I pray for y'all. And I was like, oh, coming the from FEMA the FEMA director? director? Come on. You better listen to what the FEMA director is saying. exactly you know? right. You know, you don't think about it. First of all, that dude's job 
He's been getting his teeth knocked oh, in since he got, I got, you know, what a great dude. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, is the stuff he has to think about. I look, I saw online today that in North Carolina, there's like 2,900 hog farms, right? They produce like something stupid, like 10 billion pounds of liquid waste. Yeah. They're held oh. in these lagoons. Right. Okay. Right. They're held in lagoons. Lagoons can hold, can take on like 25 inches of rain. Any more than that, then they fail. Some parts of North Carolina are set to get 30 and 40 inches. What do you do? Uh, that <laughs> ship sails is what happens. Could you imagine living in that area? Oh, I mean, it'll Lord. affect drinking water. It'll affect everything. And guess who's got to deal with it? Our boy Brock. Brock. Mm. Good luck, brother. Good luck, Brock. Thinking of you, buddy. Uh, so let's, let me ask you this question, because this actually was posed to me for one of my customers today. Um, so my wife's family, they have a house at oak island and you know oak island is going to be in the take a big hit from the storm and my in-laws i think were down there last weekend boarding stuff up <clears throat> and they said that a lot of people are staying they're staying put so if you had the choice they're saying you know mandatory evacuation you got to get out of here but you know some people just ignore that and stay right what would you do let's say your house is right on the water and um you know they're talking about 12 to 16 foot swells or whatever they call them you know that buries your house. Your house will be underwater. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good with leaving. I'm going. I'm no going questions back. asked. No questions we asked. We're out of here. We're out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stupid to have to think that you would question that. Right. You know, I mean, unless you have some sort of death wish, because if you're living on the coast and you're getting hit with a hundred, I mean, 140 mile. Like this is obviously a stretch, but 140 mile an hour wind. A you know a a piece of straw could probably go through your skin. You know, I mean, it's like a needle. So, I mean, it's not like you need to get hit by a brick. Yeah. You know, you get hit by a whatever, something, kid's toy that was outside. Yeah. Lawn dart. Sure. I was on Facebook just a little while ago, and this one dude I know is from Newburn, and he was asking all his buddies, all right, who's staying and who's leaving? Well, I was reading all the comments. I'm just curious, you know, like what is I don't live yeah, on the curious coast. or curious, curious. curious. Okay, okay. I don't know what's going through people's head. You know, there's a different mentality of people that live on the coast and people that live where we do. Sure. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we're similar in many ways, but in many ways we're different. Sure. Um, basically, the the answers, the consensus was if you're from this town, let's say it's called Moorhead City, yeah, or Newburn. They said if you're from here, no, this is actually what they said. The only people that are leaving are the transplants, not the people from here. The people that are from here, we ain't leaving. That's so. A lot of them are going to stay. That's dumb. I think so too. Too much to risk. Your life is at risk. Get the hell out, pronto, pronto. Right, yes. Way to go. Thanks. Uh, so, Hurricane. What's her name again? Florence. Florence. Slow. Hurricane Florence. Here she comes. Um, Hank, any? Oh, exciting news it happened today too. My sister had a baby girl Yay, today. Her name her. is Adeline, and they're going to call her Addie, and she's seven pounds of uh, joy. Adeline. Adeline. Isn't that sweet? Little Addie. Congratulations. So, thank you. Owen will have a little sister, Addie, and we're going to go see. She um, will be in the hospital the next couple of days. That's the other thing that worried me. You know, if the hurricane power, hospitals have backup generators, you know, so everything would be cool. But still, it would probably be a little bit worrisome if you're in the hospital having a baby and a hurricane is going on. Yeah. You know? Hey, yeah, for yeah, sure. Speaking of generators, can yes. I say, so, you know, we have this property out in Vail that my father-in-law and I own together. And, uh, 
you know, it's it's significant. It's a lot of property, so we have chainsaws and stuff like that out there that we have to deal with. So he went out there yesterday, and he was like, "I'm going to go get our chainsaw. We have two out there." He's like, "I'm going to go get the chainsaws just in case we need them around the house." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That sounds great." He's like, "I'm going to grab the generator too." I said, "Perfect." So he comes into town. He's like, "Hey, I went ahead and dropped those chainsaws off at your house because you're probably going to need them." He yeah. didn't say nothing about that generator. <laughs> I was you like, know he's keeping that generator. I know boy. he is, man. Yeah. I thought for sure I'd get a, get used to that thing. Mm-mm. So I know where I'm going to have to go. Well, they have some at the Lowe's on 70. I have one, Chad. Oh, you have one. I okay. have one. It's my father-in-law <laughs> is taking it to his house. I don't you need gotta, two. You got to let him keep that. Let Come on. Do the right thing, son-in-law. Let your father-in-law... Have power while you struggle by candlelight. <laughs> this is not an option for me, Chad. You act like I have a choice in this. He's taking the generator. Yeah, it's good for him. Well, let him keep it, and you go get your own. They're on sale. Actually, they're probably times three the price times of what three. they normally That's are exactly here. exactly right there. Price gouging, but I'm just kidding. Lowe's, I'm sure they would be fair to everyone, but they have them because I was out there today buying tarps. Had my roof, new roof last year, brand new roof. We have a flat section, brand new still leaks like a mother. So I have to buy tarps on a brand new damn roof and cover it up. You got to get... What, I, what, what you why, in, why isn't that roofer coming back and fixing that roof? We made a couple calls. Don't seem to return any of our phone calls. I'm not going to put them on blast right now, right which I really should put this dude on blast, but I'm going to do the tarps. You know how much a tarp is, too? Oh, here we go. 20 foot by 16 foot is a piece of plastic or whatever it is. I don't know. And it just sits there and lays flat. It was $68. Tarp life. <laughs> tarp life. <laughs> tarp life. They had one tarp. We're in the wrong business. No kidding. We need to be in the tarp business. This was just a plain blue over green. They had a straight silver one. Same 20 by 16. <laughs> Thing was $108. And it was just the color was different. Yeah. Oh, let me create a red tarp and charge it 212 <laughs> You know what? This tarp business. Woo, yeah, we're missing out, buddy. Tarp life. Tarp life. We need to get involved here. Um Man, we have derailed. Wow, what were we just talking about, <laughs> my sister? So my sister will be in the hospital for a couple more days, and she's coming home. Hopefully the hurricane will be good in Charlotte, yep. and sh- everything will be fine. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on the TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. I did get a funny text, two funny texts this past weekend. You know, football season started, Hank, and fantasy football for us, which yep. is a big deal in our life. And uh, this one gentleman, <clears throat> who is a Hickory guy, and he lives in Cleveland, Ohio now, he said in this text, he said, uh, hey, man, your new podcast is really something special. However, I do miss when you and Hank would pick football games. And he said, the reason I really liked you picking football games is because I would go – opposite of whatever you liked and it afforded me very nice christmas presents for my kids last year basically he's saying our picks sucked which i will have to agree with mine in particular really sucked last year yours were not too much better either you smiling over there like i'm not smiling at all what i'm thinking about is how i can get to this guy How can I get? I've to got you, his. Matt I've Pierce got his Hall. number. Yes, and if you want to fly up to Cleveland, I mean, he's right near the Brown Stadium. 
which they they did not win again. They had a chance to win, and they tie. How terrible is this franchise? It is awful. They cannot win. It's awful. It's awful. So anyway, I thought for my friend in Cleveland and a couple other people who do miss our just our small football segments, I'm going to hit you with the Las Vegas Lions. Couple picks for next week. You just give me what you think. I'm going to give you the names. Give you the line. You pick them. We'll call this our. Football, what was it, Fantasy 15 before? And look, nobody, we'll, we'll call this our football picks. Football picks of the, of the week, okay? Here you go, Hank. The first game, this is a Thursday night game. We'll fly through them. Baltimore at Cincinnati, the number Baltimore minus one. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, me too. Indianapolis, first game on Sunday. Indianapolis at Washington. Washington with that big upset win against Arizona, minus five. I like Washington. I like Indianapolis. You like a minus five? Yep. You got them. Indianapolis plus the five for me. <laughs> Carolina at Atlanta. You watched the ball game. Carolina, yep. their defense was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Offense, eh. Uh, playing at Atlanta. Atlanta loses last Thursday to Philly. Atlanta minus five. Uh, Atlanta. I like Atlanta too. Minnesota at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, got to check out your injury report to see if he's going to play. He said he would. Minnesota at Green Bay. The line is a pick em. Man, it's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers. I, but I think I'm going to go to Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota, too. Aaron Rodgers is going to be gimpy regardless. Under. That Minnesota, under, like it. And that Minnesota defense is going to break his other leg. L.A. Chargers at Buffalo. Chargers minus nine. Ooh, nine's a big number. It's a huge But number. I love – I like the – yeah. That's just so, so, that's, so many That's points. too big to a me, number. Me too. Let me get the Buffalo plus the nine. I, I like what you're thinking. However, Buffalo might not win a game all year. They are. Horrendous garbage. Forty-seven to three last week. Yeah, that's God, not that's good news. Really bad. Josh Allen will be starting for Buffalo. Houston at Tennessee. Marcus Mariota. There's no line. They pulled this game. <laughs> I don't know why they pulled this game off the Las Vegas line, but maybe there's too many injuries. Would that make sense? I don't know. No line. Who would you pick? Houston at Tennessee. Houston all day. Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Kansas City looked great last week. Pittsburgh in that tie against Cleveland. Pittsburgh minus five. No, um. I'm, I'm betting against who's Pittsburgh playing? Kansas City. Kansas City. I'm taking Kansas City. Kansas City. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Miami at the Jets. Jets look great Monday night. Miami got their first win Sunday. It's a pick em. Was the Did the Jets look that much better or did Stafford just suck? Detroit looks terrible. Yeah. I, I, I'll still go with the Jets. Yeah, I'll lean the Jets too, but Detroit might not win a game. If they play like that, Good lord. That's my starting quarterback. I know it is. I saw you pick somebody up on the fantasy wire weight. Waiver Waiver wire. wire. Thank you. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay shocked the world to beat the Saints last week. Can they do the same thing at home against Philly? Philadelphia minus three. Yep. Tampa Bay. You like, we give me Philly. Cleveland at New Orleans. New Orleans minus nine. New Orleans. Like it. Arizona at the Rams. Rams minus 12 and a half. God, that's a lot of points. I love the Rams. Give me the (laughs) Rams. I like the Rams too. Arizona, they might not win a game either all year. I wonder if Detroit, Arizona, or Buffalo play each other so someone's guaranteed to win. Guaranteed to win. Detroit, here are four o'clock games. Detroit ants at San Fran. San Fran minus. It started at three. Now it's minus six. Yeah, it's San Fran still. San Fran. New England at Jacksonville. Jacksonville plus one at home. New England. Yeah. New England. Oakland at Denver. Denver minus four. Oakland. Did you watch them? They're not good. They're terrible. But... They got to get better, they, right? I don't know. John Gruden does he know what he's doing? He yeah. hadn't been in the game in a long time. He had some funny plays. You shouldn't first call. Half, first half I don't play. like him Second calling half. his own plays. 
pay attention to the game. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I right. feel like there's a lot going on. Plus, you haven't called a play in like 14 years. You know, it's just not, you can't just run up the middle anymore there, Mr. Gruden. No. Giants, Sunday night at Dallas. Dallas minus three. Dallas. Lock of the year, Giants. Mark it down, plus the three. Monday night football, this wraps it up for the football picks of the week. <laughs> Seattle at Chicago. Chicago minus three and a half. I'm going with Seattle. Seattle with the hook. The hook saves them there. Good job. That wraps up that wraps up that segment. Football picks of the week. Um, Hank, let's talk a little bit about you're a runner. I am a runner. You're a runner. Used to do triathlons, maybe. Yep. So that means you used to bike, swim, and run. I did. Now you're focusing more on running. Well, just it's just easier, you know. Biking to get the same workout that you can get in 45 minutes running, you have to ride two hours. Sure, understood. How much? How often do you have to? Sw- how long swimming to get the same kind of workout? Well, I think it's probably the same as running. You know, really? You swim for, well, you swim for 45 minutes. That's a workout. Oh, it's a great workout. I thought it might be less. It may be less. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't have my chart. <laughs> oh, well, get your chart. Bring your chart next time. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you experienced last weekend. You had a big race. We did. Well, you know, all of us, you know, we're all – the problem is, is I hang out with guys, a lot of guys that do run as well, you not being one of them. Yes, I do not run. Yeah, unless somebody is chasing you. <laughs> yes, um, a big bear chasing. So uh, we were in a race this past Friday. It started Friday, and it's from Grayson Highlands, Virginia, to Asheville which is 209 miles. So you have two vans with tw- 12 guys, yeah. and they, there's 36 legs, so you get three legs each. And my first leg, I was the 11th runner. So you go, your first runner takes off. We took off at 11.30, and you, he might run six miles. The next guy might run four. The next guy might run like nine. Tag each other. Do you, you have to pass a baton? Bracelet. Slap bracelet. Oh, you're kidding. Slap the bracelet, boom. The boom. Guy off and you go. the races. Um, the fastest that we've ever done, it was just over 25 hours, I believe. Um, but you know, the, the cool thing is, is like first van goes, I was in the second van cause I was 11th run. First van goes and we go eat. We're not going to see them for six hours or so. Wow. So, but their van has to go from stop to stop, you know, but you're on your own. Okay. So like when you're running, you're running on your own, mm-hmm. you know, you may, we start, we're one of the, we finished 18th overall and we had some hiccups in our race right. and there were 191 teams and we were Damn. 18th. So I bet you without the hiccups, we probably would have been in 15th, you know, top 15. Um, but so we started and one of our guys got lost and so this is the part I want to learn about. Okay. So when I think about a race and that's listen for all our listeners, you think about a race, you think about, Hey, you're running beside a, a, some, a competitor and you're running and it's well lit and it's, you know, there's lines right. and there's right. n- signs and everything. We're not talking about the same kind of race here, right? No. So okay. they have signs and they have blinky lights on them, but right. you know, some people, pick them up some people knock them over some people you know it's not always so you you do have a map that everybody gets at the beginning of the race with every leg and you should you should look at it right right you should look at it um well our guy took a missed turn it was supposed to be a six and a half mile run it ended up being a 10 mile run he ran an extra four hours no not four hours three miles oh miles (laughs) not hours (laughs) so i would start fearing for my life if i got lost for four hours roughly 30 25, 30 minutes. Are you out in the middle of the woods and it's dark? Is this at a night? This was in the, the nighttime? In the middle of the day. Middle of the when day. When this one happened, okay? And so, well, it was at four o'clock, so you can imagine how hot it was. Oh, gosh. Okay. So he gets in and he's pissed. Angry. Yeah, really angry. And we, he gets in and then we start our legs. Well, we were, because we're one of the faster teams, we start in the back because they really want everybody to finish together. Sure. In Asheville. And so they start the slower teams out 
ahead of you like at 5 a.m. And we started at 1130. So by the time it gets to me, I mean, all of our legs, we are by ourselves when we start. And like the direct, the people that are at the station are picking up their crap while we're leaving Mm -hmm. because we're the last people to come through. My first leg was awesome. There was a road that was closed, and so you couldn't run on 221. And so what they ended up doing is instead of getting on that road, a property owner who owns a tree farm allowed you to run through his property, mm. a, a Christmas tree Christmas farm. Christmas tree farm, yeah. If you've ever been to a Christmas tree farm, it's mm-hmm. straight uphill. Sure. So there were two just ridiculous climbs that I had to do. But the view at the top was incredible. It was incredible. Not to interrupt you, but if I don't go into the tarp business – I might go into the Christmas tree farming business because you can make a lot of money for that. It takes a lot of work, granted. Yeah. I'm not going to cut these trees down by myself, but if the tarp thing doesn't work out for me, Christmas trees, here I come. Here you go. Yes. Okay. So um, then, you know, at the end, so we got done with ours, I'd say about our legs. We got done about 730. Okay. Van two. So van two hands off to van one. Van one starts running right then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they'd been sitting there waiting on us. We go and eat dinner, and we leapfrog mm-hmm. to the end of their, their last leg, lay down in the middle of a field beside our van, yeah. get a, about 15 minutes of sleep. Okay, because you can't get any sleep because there's people slamming car doors and you know, runners. There's other teams ready. around you in this field? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that happens. So we, they end up calling us, and they're like, hey – such and such just left. We'll be there in 40 minutes. So now our runners got to get ready. So then we go, you know, you run your second leg and it's three 30 in the morning. Well, one of our runners got hurt. Okay. So he couldn't run. Oh no. So my leg in the middle of the night was at three in the morning. The runner was the, not the next leg, but the next leg. Okay. So I hand off. No, no, I'm sorry. It was the leg after mine. Right. So he couldn't run. So I get done running, and I hand it off to another guy. Sub, yep. I sit in the the van for 12 minutes. He runs 2.4 miles. I get back out, run the other 3.6. Unbelievable. Right? Finish off there, leapfrog to the next place, sleep for an an hour. Hey, we're almost there. We're going to be there in a minute. Finish the race. The run. And this is considered fun. Y'all have this is fun, a fun event for you. It is fun. It is fun. Oh. It's fun because of the, the camaraderie. camaraderie. The running's yeah. not the hard part. Yeah. Because you can run as fast as you want. You know, I mean, it, you, there's big hills. You walk them if you want, whatever. It's the 3 p.m., uh, 3 a.m. in the van talking trash about the music that this guy's trying to play <laughs> or how bad that guy stinks. Right. Or whatever it is. I was going to ask about the smell of oh, the van. I mean, it's got to be hideous. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. But it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Um, finished, uh, like I said, about 18th overall. There's other teams from Hickory. Yeah. This is great. You'll appreciate this. Um, and they were talking a little bit of trash. And uh, our team's a little bit faster than their team. So we, we made a bet and we handicapped us yeah. by okay. an hour and a half. Okay. They, we had to beat them by an hour and a half. Well, we, we ended up an hour, but we lost that half, half hour because we were short. So it would have been really close. They started an hour in front of us, mm-hmm. okay? And so when we're getting onto our last legs, we're getting closer and closer to them. We're catching them. I see. So we're going to end together. So I have the second to last leg, and their guy leaves about eight minutes before me. But it's a r- steep climb, and I, I, I like to run st- Hills. So right. I, I was like, I got a pretty good shot at catching or taking some time, not mm-hmm. catching him. Right. Because it was only a four mile run. So he goes eight minutes. I get the slap bracelet and I take off. So I start taking off 
and climb that hill. Then I come in screaming down those last two because the last two are two miles. Get down to the bottom. You see him? No, no, no. Oh, I get okay. down to the bottom. Yeah. And Knox Tate, our buddy Knox Tate, yeah. mm-hmm. is running the final leg, right? And he's fast. He's very fast. He's fast. Slap that bracelet on him. How many minutes ago did they leave? Three minutes. Wow. You made so up five on them. Made up five. Good for you, boy. So the last leg was <laughs> Knox Tate chasing this guy down. Missed him by about 30 yards. Oh, wow. But the work that he did to get down there. Do you all got, do you meet at the finish line oh, so yeah. you can see your you can teammate see come across? That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, when you take the van down, you'll stop at different sections and cheer him on and be like, mm. he's, you know, he's. Forty yard, forty yards ahead of you. He's whatever. So yeah. that's awesome. It was awesome. Well, good man. I, I'm, I'm sure that gives you a sense of achievement too when you uh, finish and y'all have done it together as a team. You know, doing something as a team, there's not a better feeling like playing tennis and individually or doing this and that. And it's a great feeling if you win, but when you win as a team, I'm telling you that's there's no other better. Feeling. No better feeling. Love it. Love it. That's it. Um, well, good. While you were running in the woods and in the dark and all that stuff, I was helping to MC this great event in Hickory called the Auto Lawn. Mm-hmm. I think it was the sixth, uh, sixth year for the Auto Lawn, and this year was European cars, Mercedes. There was motor, a lot of motorcycles this year, but the coolest thing they had, you know, Burt Reynolds passed away last week. They had an original Smokey and the Bandit. You know that Pontiac Trans Am, Smokey and the Bandit? Oh, yeah. It was there. Whoa. Original and or just the uh, a remake? He, it was, they had a whole story about it. It was probably a remake, but it was based on this one. They had the original dealer uh, sticker, how much it cost for the car. The car was 5800 bucks back in 1970-whatever. Right. And with the add-ons, the total sticker price was $7,200 for that bad automobile. That yeah. car was bad, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. Check it out on Facebook if you ever get a chance. Andy Roney took a bunch of pictures of it. It is phenomenal. Um, anyway, it's a great turnout. Got out there about 9.30 in the morning. Um, set up, they had the beer garden and the sausage works thing from Lowe's, and all the cars were set up. And it got to be about 95, 96 degrees that day. Well, I'm on a stage that is a got a – on like the a tract a truck bed that they built up and it's a metal floor and I was supposed to have an umbrella or a tent to kind of shade the ninety five degree direct sunlight that's hitting the metal and reflecting back and absorbing into my body. Double heat. Yes. The umbrella didn't show up and the tent was too big to fit on the tractor or the stand. So yeah, dude. I, I bet I sweated Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2018 Auto Lawn. And sweat is pouring into my mouth and in my ears and all kinds of stuff. But we made it through. It was a great event. Raised a bunch of money. Uh, this cool band played JJ Hips. They played at 2 o'clock in the afternoon till 4. Then we wrapped it up, and then we all went out in the lake and messed around a little bit. So it was a, yeah, it was a fun, fun event. I, heard, was, uh, uh, I knew one of the judges, one of the youth judges that were there. Yeah, yeah. What did he say yeah, about he, the event? He, he uh, said that it was very, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of cool cars. You know, the newer cars are the the ones that they really like. I, I hear there was a McLaren there. It was, and so yes. you know, he came back with the. I guess it's Haggerty is the um, the company that was there, kind of like judging or yes, doing whatever. The, mm-hmm. He came back with a. When I'm talking about my little boy, he came back with sunglasses, Haggerty sunglasses, and a ha- junior uh, judge hat and yes. all this stuff. So he thought he was. He thought he was it. Did he tell you he got on the stage for about 45 minutes and played Flippy Cup with his uh, friend while I'm on the mic trying to do my business? <laughs> you, no, he did, he did not tell me that. But yeah. you know you can go to him and be like, hey, 
I know. They were back having, out. They were having so much fun, though. So I turn around and, like, I keep hearing, <laughs> and it was their cup, their bottle flashing off on, on the, hitting the tree and, you know, falling <laughs> down. But anyway, they, they were having a ball. It was a really good event. I'm glad I was a part of it. Good. <clears throat> Well, buddy, we're going to wrap this episode up. I do want us to talk a little bit about what's happening next week because I know you've got some cool stuff happening in a week, and I've got a real special trip planned next Thursday. We'll let you start. Go ahead. You know, it's going to sound like I'm a big golfer. And I've seen your game, and obviously you're not. That's, that's unfortunate <laughs> that you put me in that position. But it's going to seem because of the adventure I just had at Pine Valley, which right. is incredible. Well, um, I'm getting ready to go play another golf course that's really um, a really pretty golf course called Fisher Island, and it's off uh, the coast of New York, and uh, right off kind of like Long Island, I wow. believe. Yeah, and uh, you can ferry or you can fly in, and or we're swim, uh, yeah, or swim <laughs> water taxi. <laughs> um, but we're gonna ferry over, and uh, it's just one of those courses. It's like Pine Valley. It's one of the courses that you don't. You don't get on, and uh, the reason that we're going is it's a fundraiser for an organization that's kind of like Young Life, yeah. um, and a good friend of ours, uh, uh, mother was part of the organization for years and years and years, and so they still are a part of it, so um, you know, we're going up there to play in the golf tournament for that organization. Cool. They have it every other year um, there, and uh, it's one of the only... Like tournaments. How do they get it there? Like what? I mean, how are they? Uh, I, do I don't ask those questions. You just I show just, up. just show up and yep. play. But uh, it's really cool. It's uh, it's going to be an adventure, and I get to go with guys. I don't want to call them my friends. But, <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard a quote the other day, um, and it's I think it's true, and it doesn't say much for our crowd. But it it was that we are the average of the five people we hang out with the most. Oh, wow. That's a great quote. We yeah. are the average of the five people that we hang out the most. Hmm. And I just went that's, through, you know, the top, that's a scary the top few that I hang out with. And I hate every quality about them. I don't want any part of them, especially not the average part yeah, of them. Absolutely. And speaking to this, did you notice on the tennis court the other day, two of your really good friends who I would consider in your top five got in a little bit of a, like kind of, it reminded me of a kindergarten kind of, fight where somebody said something and the other was like man uh, what do you mean by that anyway they took a tennis ball they're standing four feet across from each other and, and just hit the ball as hard as they could at the other person four feet away i mean i guarantee it, they missed each other they definitely too. missed each other they missed each other but it was hilarious like god dang guys are y'all six years old this they is, are it's hilarious they are they're oh. i'll tell you that's the good thing you know the good thing about you know, being able to live in your hometown is that the, the relationships that you have. So you take how long we've known each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. Middle school, maybe right. right. Probably middle, middle sure. school. We're going to know each other longer, you know, probably not now, but if we were to sit, you know, I knew you really well in your twenties and in your thirties, mm -hmm. And I have 40 more years with you. What else am I going to learn about you? And it's like these guys, we run three times a week together. We play tennis together. We do right. a bunch of stuff together. People ask me all the time, what do you guys talk about? It is the most <laughs> ridiculous crap in the world because we have nothing else to tell each sure, other. Sure, because you know everything about each other. I, I don't mean, want to hear yeah, any more about them. Sure, absolutely. That's great. Uh, well, speaking of friends, I am going. I've been. We've been looking forward to this trip, my wife and I, for at least... It's been about a solid year we've had this thing planned. So one of our buddies who uh, I've been friends with, he's probably one of my dearest friends 
in I ever made in college. Just uh, the guy that would give the shirt off his back. Anything that's happening, you know, he is there for you. He's getting married. He's getting married at 44 years old, and he finally met the right girl, and she's fabulous. So, Where are they getting married? Golden, Colorado. That's right outside Denver. Right, 20, min- 20 minutes from Denver. So here's the – I drove through Golden when I was in Denver. You told me, yes. Yeah. And you said it was a beautiful place. Beautiful. So we're flying out Thursday after work. We arrive in Denver at 820. Dispensary stop? <laughs> I'm worried. Now, let's – we can talk about this if you will. I'm a little worried about the potency of some of the things, the dispensaries. It's just the – it's the – uh, elevation is that what it is? It is. The high it's, altitude. Not, it's the high altitude. Well, anyway, well, we'll talk about the off air, okay? But you can give me your pointers if you will. <laughs> and I know Moose back there in the production booth, he's got lots of pointers, right, Moose? He just gave a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, so we fly in, we get there at eight thirty. We're all there's forty of us, forty deep, flying in in this Gosh. joint. So we're all going to meet at this cool bar at this hotel. I don't know. Anyway, we're doing that. I'm playing golf at eight oh eight Friday morning. After golf, why all, why choose it that early? Because the my buddy's dad and all his friends they like they're coming. Oh, okay. And so they got old up, men in there. Yeah, they said at the tea time they're gonna want to get out there early. And it's supposedly the golf course is beautiful, right? The mountain scenery in the background. Oh, I can't believe, can't wait. Then we meet after the golf at twelve thirty. Eat lunch with the whole crew. Breweries, four brewery tours starting in at, Denver. What? Well, one of them is the Coors one. And then we go in, he's got, we're on these bands, we're going to all these other ones, four breweries in th- that afternoon from one thirty till whenever. So tell me about a brewery tour. And I mean, you're not getting hammered in those things. You're just taste testing or are you getting hammered? Okay. So I did, you know, I was out there for work and yeah. they set up, we did a winery, yeah. a brewery and a cider yeah. place. Yeah. It didn't stop us from drinking as much as we wanted okay. in those places. Okay. So I would think that you can... Feel as good as you want to feel when you leave this. Yeah. Place. So anyway, and we're, our wives are going with us. I mean, I'm just worried. Four brewery tours for a lot of these females. They're going to be passing out left and right, but we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll get a plan. Saturday, we wake up. The party for the wedding starts at 2, and it goes to 8. And I have I just found out the other day I've been challenged to a dance-off, so I get to experience that someone – it's coming at me, Hank. Somebody's coming at you. Yeah. So Do you this, know this cat? No. So my buddy was just warning warning me. He was like, "You better be. You better have your A game because dude is coming after you." And one of my friends said, "Hey, if you take a swing at the king, you best not miss." Isn't that nice? That's, That's nice. what he said. I was like, hey, boy, I appreciate that. And uh, anyway, so I, I don't know this dancing abilities of this guy that's coming at me, but we'll have a, how's the ACL. Of- I'm going to have both braces on, left and right braces. <laughs> we'll be on my knees. <clears throat> so we'll do that Saturday night. and then I cannot wait to hear about yeah, this. It's be pretty cool. Then after the wedding thing ends at 8, he's going to take us to all these other places, and I guess we're going into Denver. So he's already married. They're just having a party. Exactly. Okay. He got married a couple months ago. And then to wrap it all up on Sunday, I'm going to Red Rocks, the auditorium, to listen to this band, and I think I, just, I don't believe it's an auditorium. I believe it's an amphitheater. Amphitheater, yes. It's called Blue Green Sky Bluegrass, which yep. I just heard is a phenomenal bluegrass band that actually brings a little rock and roll to the scene. So we'll be doing that Sunday, and then we fly out Monday morning at ten. Yeah, that's kind of one of my bucket list kind of deals. Go to Red Rock. I mean, to see a band. Have there is a uh, station. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what station it is, but all they used to do is have, like, 
outdoor concerts on it, and it'd be like anywhere from Jason Mraz to right. Hootie and the Blowfish or whatever. Right. And the Red Rock ones were always just deadly. Yes. I was going to tell you the rest of the lineup. At, so the Revivalist play the day before. You have, you ever heard of the Revivalist? Yep. Before we get there, Nine Inch Nails plays the day before. Trombone Shorty and Galactic, which I hear Galactic is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, they're playing the day after. Beck plays two days after. Oh, and Lauren Hill plays three days after. We've, well, seen we've already seen Lauren Hill, yeah. so... But and we weren't very impressed. Ah, you know, yeah. play your old stuff. Yeah, please. come on, nobody yeah. wants to hear your new stuff. Yeah, don't remix it either. I know. Don't sing it fast yes. when it's supposed to be slow. Yes. Come but on. it's kind of like. But you know what? That Weezer song that we listened to at the beginning, Africa. Yeah, they did a great job with that song because they copied it exactly, exactly. the way that Toto or whoever right. sang it's it. Right, Toto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly was, the way. But it, it, I actually. That's good. I like that one. It's a good song. Absolutely yeah. good song. So uh, anyway, that's what's in store for us next weekend. We'll come to you guys in about two more weeks and tell you all about it. And I can't believe you haven't bragged on this yet, Hank. What's that? Fantasy football. We met face-to-face, first week, head-to-head, and you beat me. And you haven't mentioned one where I thank you for being so humble. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You've been a champion multiple times. <laughs> There's just stairs to the top. Yeah. And you just happen just to happen be a to be stair. One of the stairs. Okay. Huh? So this does not win me a championship. It just brings me one step closer to the championship. Okay. I'm not you know, I, I'm not really excited about this win. <laughs> I should have made this I, I should have won. So I'm not excited about if it. If it wasn't for one dude, Alvin Kamara, I would have waxed you, but the dude went crazy forty one points. So what do you say? Good drafting by you, right? Exactly. Great drafting. All right, Hank. Well, this will wrap up another edition of The Big Fan. Glad to be back in the studio with you. I am too. And uh, be safe, please. You know, be safe. You too. Impending weather. Um, Are we going to be hunkering down in the basement? Is that where you're going? You know, it floods down there. I mean... (laughs) I don't, I, don't Water know, everywhere. I don't know if I want to be swimming down there. We're going to figure it out, but probably in the basement. I did have a basement dude about a month ago. After all that stuff happened in my basement, yeah. he came and resealed all this stuff for the French drain, and so maybe it'll hold up. It hasn't rained since all that accident happened, Yeah. so maybe it'll be okay, but that's where we'll plan to be is in the basement. Right. If you need it, I, I have a basement as well. You can come on over. I'll swim over. Swim Check over. Yeah. Canoe. Yeah, can do whatever. Um, well, thank you for that. And uh, thank you to our listeners. We'll look forward to talking to you in about two weeks. Yep. All right. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.